0: Welcome back to another episode of Success in Mind, where we dive deep into the power of our thoughts, emotions, and beliefs in shaping our reality and achieving success. In today's episode, we have an insightful interview with the renowned author of The Sultan's Seven Secrets, Jeff Buner. Prepare to be inspired as we explore the fascinating topics of mindset transformation, harnessing the power of the unconscious mind, and unleashing our true potential. This episode is packed with valuable insights, so make sure you stay tuned and discover how to achieve true success in mind. But first, let me tell you about Jeff Buner. 28 years ago, Jeff came across the writings of the richest man to ever walk the earth, Sultan Musa of Mali. No one's ever come close to this guy. Not Jeff Bezos, not Elon Musk. The sultan could not talk openly about how he learned these secrets, so he embedded the principles of success in a fairy tale so compelling that centuries later nearly everyone in the world is familiar with it. At age 12, Musa had a near-death experience in which he met a man made of light, who taught him how the world works, how creation works. Contained in his writings is something called The Language of the Gods. When you speak this language, the world obeys your command. As Jeff just dabbled in speaking this language, some very strange coincidences occurred. So he got serious about speaking it, and his whole world changed. He went from a $60,000 a year concrete guy to making hundreds of thousands a month in a new business that just dropped into his lap. Over the past 28 years, Jeff has successfully mentored and coached countless others to speak this all-important language that changes everything. When you learn to speak the language of the gods, you can drastically improve your sales, success, fitness, relationships, and anything else you desire. It's all contained within Jeff's book, The Sultan's Seven Secrets. You're listening to Success in Mind with Terry Holland, the show for high-performing entrepreneurs, leaders, and change makers ready to take your life and your business to the next level. If you're ready for whole life success, keep listening. Welcome, Jeff. Great to have you on the show today.
1: Terry, thanks for having me.
0: So I have to tell you, I love your book, The Sultan's Seven Secrets. Uh, fantastic read. And I'm really excited to talk about that today. Why don't we start with who is your book for and how did you get the inspiration to write it?
1: The book is for anyone who's frustrated with life and wondering mm-hmm. why some people can go create the life of their dreams and other people, maybe you right now, aren't doing that. And if you have that question, that's who the book is for.
0: Nice. So what inspired you? I've read it, so I know the story in it. Is that really how it came about? Is that how it came to you?
1: That's exactly how it came to me. Amazing. And it has provided me a magical life. And about three years ago, I was all set to start retiring, to start the process <laughs> retiring in Belize on my farm. And I just got the strongest feeling That I can't do that until I've shared what was given to me with a lot more people than I had shared it with up to that point, even though I had shared it with hundreds of people. Now we're talking, I got to share it with millions of people.
0: Yeah. It's an incredible story. And I'm glad you decided to share it, that you've been doing this. That really sounds like it started a whole new career for you.
1: I'm honored, Terry, that you would read my book. And yeah, I really did. What it did is it put me on a new path, a new way of living, a new way of seeing the world and my place in it and authority and ability to design and live my life the way I wanted to. I had no idea that you could do that at the time that I got this manuscript that we'll talk about.
0: Walk us through it. So you you were a concrete pourer. Is that the right term? That's right. And now you're living this extraordinary life. And to some people listening, that might sound like how do you go from that, this sort of everyday doing manual labor kind of job to doing what you're doing today and having a farm in Belize, which I think is absolutely amazing. How did you go from one to the other? What happened?
1: I was given a gift. And at the time that I, got this gift is about 30 years ago. So I was 33 years old and I was the guy that you wouldn't want to get to know if he pulled (laughs) up to a red light and next to you is somebody in an old work truck, a beat up pickup truck with a wheelbarrow in the back and a bucket of tools and kind of a sour look on his face because Mm -hmm. he's overworked and under a lot of pressure and working hard all day long, not getting paid enough to have any free time. That was me. Wow. And I was trapped in that life. I could see no way to get out. I couldn't afford to quit. I owed, I owed on my concrete bill and my steel bill for two, two three jobs back. So I was wow. always trying to complete a job so I could get paid to catch up a little bit on my builds, and so quitting was like not even a possibility for me. I could see no way out of this uh, life I was trapped in.
0: Amazing, and it's it's hard to believe hearing you say that. And I've only been talking to you for a few minutes now, but I've been checking out your social media. It's hard to believe that you would say that you were someone that you wouldn't want to know. That's because the person in front of me now isn't that person anymore, right? So it's hard to imagine you in that place.
1: No, and here's the thing that everybody needs to understand. You are just playing a role. Now, -hmm. it's a role you're dedicated to, and you're in character, and you're dedicated to staying in character. And everything Mm -hmm. that presents itself to you, you react to it the way that character would. But I mentioned a couple of words earlier, authority and ability. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have the ability to pick a different role, play a different role, and you have the authority to do that. And when you understand that and when you do it, your life will change. And we'll get into the mechanics. I want you to understand how and why what I'm going to cool. teach you today changes things. Amazing. I'm thinking... Let's go back to me and that pickup truck and yeah. what changed.
0: Yeah. What changed?
1: I did some work for an elegant couple who had everything I wanted. And they were special in that not only were they obviously very wealthy, but they were really kind. Like they came out and talked to us, and not very many people did that. When the concrete crew showed up, they stayed in the house, stayed away from us and just let right. us do our job. But this man and woman talked to us. They seemed concerned and interested in our lives, especially mine. And I had an opportunity one day to talk to this elegant older woman. I say older woman, she was probably younger then than I am now, but she had <laughs> the over hair and uh, really sweet, wonderful sharp person. But as we were talking, the conversation devolved into me complaining. At First, it started out just me saying, hey, you guys have everything I want, but I don't see how I could ever have something like this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And then it went into the normal, like, I work harder than anyone I know, and yet I'm all this <laughs> troubling in the middle of that she turned and walked away and it was a very embarrassing moment for me i felt Mm -hmm. like i blew my opportunity to make a a friend in that upper echelon of people that i wanted to emulate but she came back a few minutes later and placed a stack of papers in my hands and i call it now a manuscript i don't know what else to call it it's just It wasn't a book. It wasn't bound. It was just papers. And she said, read this tonight and bring it back to me tomorrow. Now, what if I were to tell you that there is a special language that you're speaking right now, but it has nothing to do with the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And anything you say in this language, the world will obey your command. That is basically what this manuscript talked about, Wow! or is a language, and it told the story of Sultan Musa of Mali, who lived in the 1300s. Mm-hmm. This guy was the richest man to ever walk the earth. And to give you a little perspective, names like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, yeah. he was wealthier than both of those guys combined. Clear back in the 1300s in West Africa. But he didn't start out that way. He was unbelievably poor as a little boy. His father died when he was very young. Mm -hmm. And this plunged him and his mother into the kind of poverty that we can't even really fathom. For example, he had to steal food to stay alive. And there Uh. were many days when he went without even one meal. Rare did he have a day with two meals in it usually is just every other day getting one meal and he was happy he had a near-death experience at the age of 12 when an older thief actually tried to murder him but he survived this and during this near-death experience he met what he called a man made of light and love taught him all kinds of crazy stuff that he wrote down he was a proficient writer and what he was taught was basically how humans are set up how we operate how we work and it explained why as we talked about earlier one person goes out and designs and builds skyscrapers and someone else just does nothing they can't imagine doing anything so I'm going to tell you something that's crazy, because one of the things that Musa did, he wrote down everything he learned from the man made of light. And by the way, he used these principles after he came back, survived this, to not only lift himself out of poverty and become extremely wealthy, but he lifted the entire Mali kingdom out of poverty.
0: So incredible.
1: And this was before he became Sultan. Wow. So the guy had an incredible life, and it wasn't just about money. He was so generous, but his marriage was like a love affair out of the fairy tales. Everybody loved him. He was incredibly wise, mm-hmm. kind, just a, a great guy. And that story's in the book. So I'll leave some of that <laughs>
0: to
1: read. And we'll just get into this language. That I talked about. Because in his manuscript, on the very first page, and by the way, I wasn't going to read that thing. I didn't have time to read it, but I read the first page and I stayed up all night taking notes. And on the very first, in the first part, it talked about something called the language of the gods. And that's where Moses said anyone who speaks this language. The world obeys your commands. So I was hooked at that
0: point. (laughs) I I bet.
1: I thought, you're not going to tell me, are you? I'm just going to read this whole stack of papers and never know exactly how to do it. But no, right after that, he taught me exactly how to speak it. Wow. Okay, we have to go back to what he learned in this near-death experience. Okay. For this to make any sense there is a mechanism that controls your life it steers your life and it whatever it believes to be true about you 100 percent. that's the way it's going to be so musa learned right off the bat that he had two bodies not one so his physical body was back in the cave where he'd been locked in where this older thief basically buried him alive and it eventually perished it was dead but he was still very much alive and so right off the bat he realized that he had two bodies a spirit body which by the way is the one that matters it's the one with the life force of life the physical body is just think of it as an automobile that you cruise around in while you're in this physical experience but once the spirit body pops out of the The physical is worth nothing. It's just lying there. It Can't move. Can't feel anything. It's the spirit body that has the life and it lives on forever. It's immortal. And it's literally a child of two godly parents. Now, I don't know about you, but I liked hearing that. Secondly, he learned he also had two minds working simultaneously to create this experience of life. He had what Musa called the conscious mind, Mm -hmm. which is that part of you that you think of as you. That's the part that cares about what's going on. But then you have what he called the veiled mind. And that's the mechanism that's really steering your life. It's the mechanism that makes you and me. Our personalities are different. You would react to a certain situation differently than I would. And it's this veiled mind that decides all of that. Now, thankfully, we can all relate to something like a subconscious mind. And that's basically what we're talking about. But the subconscious mind or veiled mind makes all kinds of unbelievably important decisions about what your life is going to be like, how much money you're going to have, how many friends you're going to have, what you're going to do for a living. If you're going to be fit and healthy or sick and tired all the time, that's your subconscious mind deciding all that. Mm -hmm. And it makes all of those important decisions based on what it believes to be true for you. Or in other words, what it believes to be true about the role you're playing. Okay, so that brings us to an obvious question. Who told it what to believe? Yeah. The answer is you did. You have been since you were a little kid and you're telling it what to believe about you right now Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: this language of the gods. Which, as I said, is not words.
0: It's Mm -hmm. not even
1: the thoughts you're thinking.
0: So what is it? What is it then?
1: Feelings. The language of the gods is feelings. Now, don't skip over this. Don't let <laughs> go away without you grasping the importance of this. Your subconscious mind hears, believes, and obeys your feelings. Not yeah. your words, nothing else. It's aware of your words. It's aware of your thoughts. It's even feeding them to you. But it's mm-hmm. not programmed by those. It's programmed by feelings and it will keep your life congruent with your predominant feelings. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, Terry. Sure. Knowing that, how are you feeling right now about your primary relationship or your level of fitness and health or your ability to generate income Mm -hmm. and keep, Mm -hmm. well, How are you feeling about all of those things?
0: Pretty good right now. Pretty good. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You know, let's say you weren't. Yeah. There was a time in my life where I wasn't though. And that's, I think why I resonated so much with your story and with your book is that there was a time in my life where I could not make money. No matter what I did, money would just either not happen. Or And I would work and work and still would have no money. Or I would make money and it would just disappear. Like it was almost down to, I could predict it. If I had money come in, I'd be like, okay, what unexpected bill is going to take this tomorrow? And then sure enough, some bill would come in I didn't expect and out that money would go. I didn't always have this. I didn't always feel positive about money. I used to feel nauseous, anxious about money, uh, fearful of money.
1: Like water through a sieve, huh? You get yes. something and out it goes. Boy, yeah. do I know that feeling.
0: hmm
1: Okay. If it's true, and I promise you it is, that your subconscious mind hears your feelings and then keeps your life congruent. Now, how does it mm-hmm. do this? For example, when you were feeling fearful about money, mm-hmm you were flooding your subconscious mind with those feelings.
0: Oh, and yeah. It, it, yeah, absolutely. And then
1: it would feed you. First of all, you have to understand that it's committed to congruency. If you're mm-hmm. feeding it those feelings, it will keep your life in alignment with your predominant feelings. So how does it do that? It feeds you impulses, promptings, thoughts, ideas, emotions, moods, Mm -hmm. attitudes, all of that. (laughs) And you act on those. You act on your thoughts and feelings. And so if you're feeling poor, and I'm talking Mm -hmm. on a deep core subconscious level, you're feeling poor, it will feed you all of the impulses and promptings to keep you poor. You'll Mm -hmm. be afraid to sound off in the interview with your boss and say, Hey, I deserve a raise, or you'll be afraid to take that step towards entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if you feel, and by the way, this has nothing to do with what's going on in your reality. If you feel Mm -hmm. wealthy, you feel rich, like you grew up in a situation where somehow, some way you just believe you're going to be rich. You may not be right now, but that has nothing to do with it. You are going to be rich, and you believe it deep down. Yeah. It is going to feed you impulses and ideas and all kinds of moods and attitudes that lead you to cross paths with someone who has 50% of a great business, and you've got the other 50%. Oh, and by the way, your subconscious mind already knows what business I do would make you $10 million a year. It already knows what business partner you should do it with. It knows Amazing. all of that. It's connected to all wisdom, all knowledge. It's literally connected to God and other people's subconscious minds. But it mm-hmm. will not share that information <laughs> with you unless it believes that's supporting the role you're playing. And right. by the way, it doesn't care if you're happy or sad. It's not a. It's not a, animate. It's not a being that cares about you. It's a program, and it can be programmed. Mm-hmm. And you learn one way or the other, whether you're sad and struggling, you're learning. Whether right. you're happy and successful and productive, you're learning. So it's okay with either. But right. the conscious mind isn't right. Yeah. His mind wants to have a little fun and experience a little.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: So what do you do if you're not happy? You're not having fun. You're not experiencing love on your terms. Abundance and creativity and just enjoyment and success. What do you do?
0: What do you do? Tell (laughs) us, Jeff. What do we do?
1: (laughs) Here we go. You have to change the way you feel about that aspect of life. And there's only eight of them, eight aspects of life. And probably a bunch of them are fine. You're happy with them. But there might be three or four, two or three that you need to change if you're to be happy. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to change your feelings regardless of what's going on in your reality. There's a battle going on. Okay, And that battle is for your focus. Reality wants you to keep your focus on reality because then you'll feel congruent with the reality that your subconscious mind has created for you. Your subconscious mind, if you drastically change how you feel about wealth, and I'm going to tell you how to do it in a minute, regardless of how crappy your real world situation is in regards to wealth. If you do that, Your subconscious mind who cares about congruency is instantly going to try to get you to change your feelings back to alignment with the reality it's Mm -hmm. created. But if you don't, if you don't move your focus, if you stay where I'm going to tell you to put it, it will drop that strategy like a hot potato. And it doesn't take very long. It just will instantly try to get you, draw you back. But if you don't, it will drop it and go with your, these new feelings you're creating. So let's talk about how you do that and what your subconscious mind will do when you do that. Okay. All right. You can't look to reality to change how you feel about your life because as soon as you stare at that stack of bills, Mm-hmm. And your checkbook that doesn't have enough money
0: <laughs> over him.
1: How do you feel?
0: Yeah, not good.
1: Not good. Crappy. And guess who's listening to that and believing it? So Musa talked about something called your superpower. Not quite his words, my translation of his words, but your superpower is your ability to imagine and pretend. Mm -hmm. Now, you've learned everything you've learned with this superpower. You were a born pro at it. As a kid, you could get lost in a make-believe world like nobody's business, and you could do it for hours upon end, but you were taught to quit doing it. There was a point at which you were actually scolded either at school or who knows where if you were still doing it. By, say, the second grade, third grade, fourth grade, your teacher would catch you staring Mm -hmm. out the window and say, hey, Jeff, (laughs) back to to, uh, reality. Get your head out of the clouds. You're living in a fantasy world. You need a dose of reality. We've all heard this. Okay. No, you don't. What you need Mm -hmm. to change your life is a mega dose of make-believe. That's where your power is. Where it's always been, that's where creativity is. And that's how you change your feelings.
0: Okay. But at, at what point though, do we need to look at our reality? Cause I'm thinking, and, and this is what I'm questioning is is it does that mean we just put our head in the sand and pretend those bills don't exist and pretend that those struggles that we're facing aren't real?
1: Now, yeah. Terry The hard part is not focusing on reality. That's the part that's hard to quit doing. I'm going to give you an example. When I first learned this, okay, next morning, I'm still a concrete guy, right? I go out, set forms, finish a pad. But as I got good at this, what I would do, instead of being cranky and tired and sore and ticked off about my life while I'm finishing a pad, Having learned this, I'm lost in a beautiful daydream. I own my own island, and I'm building my own home on this tropical island while I'm finishing a pad. So my reality hadn't changed yet, but my focus was on beautiful, imaginary scenarios. Okay. Now, I'm going to answer your question a little deeper, because as you're lost in a beautiful daydream that makes you feel good, while your mm-hmm. body is still doing what it has to do in the physical realm, you know that it's not real, right? Yep. It's just a daydream.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Terry, what about the feelings you're generating when you're lost in mm-hmm. the dream of building your own house on your own tropical island? Are those real?
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah they are. Yeah. And your
1: subconscious mind is listening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little taste. Now, at first it took me a while to do this because of my limiting subconscious beliefs, my training, Yeah. but having read it and understood it, I was determined to keep working at it until I could change my feelings. And I, and God, there's a magic point at which you've crossed the Rubicon you're on the other side. <laughs> and there is a point at which, you know, that your subconscious mind has heard these new feelings you're flooding it with,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: it now has heard it enough with enough intensity that it believes it. And what you feel when that happens is the emotion confidence. When I thought about my finances prior to doing this, I always had the same feelings come up of insecurity, fear, worry, yeah, when I flooded my subconscious mind every day, not all day, but for significant moments each day, with feelings of abundance and wealth and having tons of money and getting lost in these daydreams of getting on my right. private helicopter. and you know, there's crazy stuff. All of a sudden, when I thought about my finances, I felt confident. I felt nice. pure. I felt safe. And it was a total, and, and at that point, I knew things were going to start happening. And just to give you a taste, Terry, mm-hmm. I went from being a $60,000 a year concrete guy to within a relatively short period of time, making hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month. Wow. That's how fast this changed for me and how significantly it changed. It actually got to the point where money was coming in from all different ways. And it was overwhelming. I actually used the first of the three of the first three of the seven secrets, I call them, to just turn the faucet down a bit. It was a little much. Oh, wow. And get it to where it was just right. That's how powerful this is.
0: Amazing.
1: So the trick is not like losing your sense of reality, Mm
0: -hmm. the real
1: trick is being able to, as an adult, get lost in a make-believe daydream that makes you feel in a way that matches the life you want or the life you wish you had and do it long enough with enough intensity that your subconscious mind starts to believe it. It's not easy because of your training. You've been trained since the day you got here, really, to focus on your problems, to work on your Mm -hmm. shortcomings, and to really put your focus on the things that aren't right in your life. To have someone come along and say, no, take it off of that. Mm -hmm. Practice the three magic words when something happens that could or should make you feel bad in the physical realm. The three magic words, I don't care.
0: Nice. I don't care. <laughs> nice.
1: no, it's not that you don't care. It's that you understand yeah. that. I'm not going to wallow in the feelings of, oh, somebody dented my car door. Oh, no. right. I'm just not, I don't care. Yeah. I'll switch it. I'll get a new one. I'm going to stay in this world of wealth and abundance. And as that becomes the commands that I'm literally flooding my subconscious mind with i know that i'm gonna have plenty of money plenty of wealth to take care of that or get a brand new car a better car so i don't care just means no keep your focus in that place that makes you feel good because feelings are self-fulfilling prophecies you can take Mm -hmm. that to think yeah can i give you a quick example that everybody please Have you ever watched a football game, even a little league football game where your team is getting slaughtered? Your kids out there, they're just getting creamed. And then they go in at halftime and they come out and it's a new team, a new set Mm -hmm. of kids. It's like, where'd the old kids go? Who are these kids? (laughs) And they start hitting harder. They start catching their passes. They start blocking and running and and not going down when they get touched they stay on their f- and give it a second try and a third try okay what happened the coach just gave them the pep talk of their life and changed mm-hmm. the vision in their mind of who they are what they could do how they could play to the point where it changed the way they feel about their yeah. ability and about what they can do and now they come out feeling on fire, pumped up, excited right. to hit the next kid <laughs> to take the hand off and see what they can do with it. And that yeah. changes everything. Mm-hmm. So what I'm teaching is not new. It's not weird. The part that's weird is trusting this. And that is your subconscious mind will go create for you the life that it believes you're supposed to have. It will set the stage of your life in a way that is congruent with what it believes the role you're playing is. So you don't have to figure all that out. I didn't have to figure out necessarily the new business that fell into my lap or my new business partner. What I had to do was change the way I feel about wealth and Mm -hmm. business and opportunity and all of that. And then it went and found that. Now, how did it bring us together? How right. did it get me to act on the things it knew I should act on to make all this happen? Yeah. Like sending me back thoughts and feelings, impulses and promptings that you act on. That's what you do. You act on your thoughts and feelings. That part is no problem. Right. Just picture it like a GPS system. Mm-hmm. It's leading you in a certain direction and you decide, I don't want to go there. So okay. you reset the GPS for a different destination. And as soon as you hit go, it gives you new directions. That's all we're doing here. Nice. The way you program it is in the language of feelings.
0: Amazing. How, okay? It. How is this different than, say, the secret? Because I know a lot of people are familiar with that. How is this a different approach? Or is it different?
1: I'll tell you how. So the secret had about half the truth, but it Mm -hmm. took you from A to K and then off the edge of the world you go because (laughs) it didn't give you the rest of the track. So it's like the missing bridge Mm -hmm. and the train's headed for it. When you understand how and why, staying in a place of feeling good about your life Regardless, Mm -hmm. again, of what's really going on over there, just you feel good because you choose to understanding that you're commanding your subconscious mind to create a different life for you. And it will. It it has no problem doing that. It has all the tools to do that. Just trust me on that one. One more thing I want to share with you and your audience, Terry, because this will help, I think. Musa. Was a proficient writer. He just he wrote tons. He wrote everything he learned Mm -hmm. from the man made of light. He loved him. He wanted to serve him. That was his whole goal in life, is to be like the man made of light and love. And one of the things he wrote was a fairy tale, and he embedded secrets into this fairy tale. And he did that to preserve his own life. This was the 1300s. You didn't just come out and say. Hey, I died yesterday and then I came back to life. And by the way, I met God who taught me all this stuff that our most learned scholars know nothing about. Yeah. Quick way to get yourself in trouble. He wrote the fairy tale to, as a segue, he would talk about the fairy tale and then he would teach these principles to people. And if anyone started getting uptight, if anyone called him out, if anyone, Got angry, then he mm-hmm. could say, "Hey, it's just a story, and this is just my philosophy right. it. it's just after all, I am quite wealthy, and I'm just trying to help people understand it, so I, I'm putting it in this these terms.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
1: but here's the thing is, I write a lot of stuff. I wrote a book. I don't expect mm-hmm. that like thousand years from now, lots of people are going to know about my book. You've written stuff, right? Yeah, All these centuries later, almost everyone on earth is familiar with Musa's fairy tale. And it's the fairy tale, Aladdin and the Magic Lamp. Antoine Gallant was absolutely honest about this. He's in the 1600s when he published the fairy tale. He said, I didn't write it. I just translated it from an ancient Arabic text Mm -hmm. written by Sultan Musa of Mali. I just want to quickly, and then we can wrap it up. Any questions you have, I'll answer them. But I want to go to the three main elements of this fairy tale and explain what each one represents. Perfect. Because if you keep this in mind, it's easy to understand what your job is from here on out. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: have Aladdin. Aladdin represents the conscious mind. And then you have this thing that Musa referred to as an all-powerful genie who can get you anything you want if you know how to summon it, how to command it in the right language. Because it only speaks one language or it only obeys one language. And that represents your all-powerful subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. That's your inner genie. And we all have one. Now here comes... My favorite part of the story, it's the thing that changed it all for Aladdin, and that's the magic lamp. The magic lamp represents a piece of knowledge, understanding. Of what? The language of the gods. That's the language, the communication that's always taking place between the conscious and the subconscious mind is always asking, What is wanted? What do you want? Mm
0: -hmm. And the
1: conscious mind is always answering. It's doing it right now in the language of
0: emotion, feeling,
1: feelings, and emotion. And then the genie says the other thing that it says. There's only two things it says the question, and then your wish is my command. Mm -hmm. If you'll grasp this, if you'll get clear on it, the language of the gods with the language the subconscious mind hears and obeys is feelings it's more than that just to wrap it up it's feelings so flood it bury it in feelings that match the life you want and watch what happens crazy crap happens all the time
0: yeah
1: it does for you for other people good and bad crazy stuff but crazy things happen all the time. Don't be surprised if you flood your subconscious mind with certain type of feelings. Mm -hmm. If strange coincidences don't start, (laughs) they will. will. Absolutely. And when they do, your confidence is going to soar because at some point, maybe not the first one or even the second one, after about seven or eight of those, you're going to be like, hold on a minute. I did that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't happening a month ago or even a week ago, but it's happening now Mm -hmm. that I'm creating with intent and purpose, these new feelings about my health or about my relationship or about my career. Mm -hmm. And at some point when it kicks in that, yep, I'm doing it and I can do it with anything, then you're off like a little bunny and no one can stop you.
0: Wow. That's incredible. So, okay. So you talk in the book about the difference between pretending and longing. Can yes. you touch on that too? Because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. And that's when I was reading it, I was like, this is where a lot of people get it wrong. Is they, yeah, they're it's, focused on the wrong things. So can you talk to that a bit?
1: Yeah. So that's just a natural step. When you understand this and you start, you decide, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to change how I feel about anything. The, The first thing you'll recognize is that instead of pretending to have it right now and experience the actual emotion attached to that experience, having what you want, being what you want, owning what you want, what a lot of people do is think about something that they wish they had that they don't have that. They feel bad yeah. about that they don't have. That is called longing. Mm-hmm. Pretending is the most powerfully productive thing you can do. But pretending is seeing, experiencing in your imagination, something you want to experience, whether that's having a hundred thousand dollars in your hands or a, a new yeah. car, a new Mercedes, experience it in your imagination to the point where you can see it in your mind's eye and feel exactly what it's like to have that thing or to be that person or to enjoy Mm -hmm. that experience. And if you get to that, you're doing it right. Longing won't produce that. Longing will produce feelings of longing. I don't have it. Yeah. But that's just That's a natural step in this process of going from A to to Z. You just, B is get over longing and do pretending. Nice. And you'll know when you're feeling great, you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. And here's another way of knowing. I used to do hours of what I call the game that changes everything. And that's the first thing I teach people if they come to a workshop or any event I do. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do it for two hours at a time, but I'd sit somewhere quiet and do it. And I don't do that anymore. I don't teach anyone to do that anymore. You can do it on the go while you're driving, Mm -hmm. while you're doing the dishes, half the time while you're working because your mind isn't always hundred percent focused on the task. So the game that changes everything floods your subconscious mind with the right kind of feelings. And then let your subconscious mind do its thing and just watch. When you yeah. do the game that changes everything right, you'll feel good and you'll know you're doing it right because when I would try to set aside two hours to do it, or about 45 minutes in, I would be sizzling with so much excitement that I couldn't sit still anymore. I had to wow. jump up and do something about the <laughs> dreams that were running through my head. So you'll know when you're doing it right. You'll want to act. And that's your subconscious mind telling you, hey, I believe you, you, Terry. So (laughs) go call call your old friend, Jill. Read this book. Look for this YouTube video I'm going to send you to. And you'll know because you'll be excited to act.
0: Amazing. And, okay, so my other question is, so in the book you talk about Actually, I'm just going to read it off here. I have it in front of me. So you said yeah. in the book, you are here to act and to be acted upon. You obviously live within the parameters of a pre-designed macro construct. You have tremendous power and agency within this construct to manipulate and create the circumstances of your own life. So that's quite a paradox. And I, I personally oh. love a good paradox. But that's quite a paradox. So how much power do you think that we have uh, in our own lives? And then how much is pre-designed for us?
1: That teaching that you just read usually comes after somebody asks the question, Jeff, what about like Hitler? What about somebody incredibly evil doing stuff to people? Mm -hmm. Did they create that? The answer is absolutely not. That's Hitler exerting his evil will on the world. Mm -hmm. But Terry, did you know that two-thirds of the Jews got out of Germany before the Mm -hmm. Holocaust? Yeah. Two thirds felt moved upon by some force to get out of there. Yeah. So the third that stayed, yes, they either I don't I don't even want to I don't want to even say much more about that because I don't want to cast any dispersions mm-hmm. or say they deserved or any of that because they didn't. No. But you when you get in touch with how your subconscious mind works one of the first things that happens to you is you learn to hear the way your subconscious mind is talking to you. Mm-hmm. I call them the nudges. Okay? Yes. and You become better and better at following the nudges when you become better at flooding it with feelings that match the life you want. And when you're doing that, you can follow the nudges because they're going to lead you into a place that matches those predominant positive feelings. Whereas if you're feeling mostly negative, it right. may not be a great idea to follow the nudges because mm-hmm. it's leading you in a congruent place where you don't want to be. But I think, yeah, go I ahead. think that's
0: a really important distinction you just made of what is behind those nudges. Because I I see this with my clients often is that They think they have a nudge and their instincts are telling them something, but it's driven by fear. And so it's not leading them the right place. And then people say, I have to listen to my gut on this, but it ends up taking them away from the opportunity that's presented, not towards it. And so I think that's a really important distinction that you just made. Is it coming from these negative emotions or fear-driven, or is it coming from these positive, good feelings?
1: That is such a great point to make because you can become very confident when you're like I told you I used to take mm-hmm. two hours sitting there flooding my subconscious mind with a really positive emotions yeah. in those moments when I'm in that place of feeling great when I get a nudge hey drive by that old warehouse that you've driven by a hundred times you've never pulled in pull in go talk to the guy that When you get that nudge in that place of abundance and prosperity and creation, you can take that one to the bank. Go do it. Mm -hmm. Now, it may not immediately lead to some kind of wealth or opportunity, but indirectly, when you look back on that a month later, you're going to see how, oh yeah, had I not gone there, I wouldn't have seen the woman changing the tire that I helped and then her husband thanked me and turns out he's now one of my best clients yeah you'll see the indirect link but mm-hmm. if you're in a place of fear and worry and concern and you get the feeling hey dump all your stocks they're going <laughs> to right uh, don't wait wait till you learn the absolute skill of Speaking the language of the gods and hearing it too. Speaking right. and hearing and acting when you're doing it right, you you seriously cannot lose. And you have nothing to lose by doing this. Yeah. Terry, the worst that can happen to you if you spend, say, five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night lost in these beautiful daydreams that create great feelings, the worst that can happen is you felt good for 10 minutes. Right: <laughs> The can happen is your subconscious mind believes those feelings as it always does, it never doubts a feeling and it will start leading you in a new direction. And sometimes the right. slightest little change in trajectory makes all the difference so yeah don't think you have to get all grandiose before and do this a long time before anything happens. It can mm-hmm. happen very quickly and. So It'll surprise you. I promise you that. What your subconscious mind does when you do this will surprise you.
0: Absolutely. So if people want to work with you and they want to know what their next steps are, how do they go about doing that?
1: The first step is just download my book for free, The Sultan's Seven Secrets. You can download the video book, which is just me reading the book, telling the story. I ad lib a little bit and throw some extra things in there but it's basically Uh the book and you can do that at sultans7secrets.com that's sultans7secrets.com the number and you could be speaking the language of the gods this evening all day tomorrow yeah and it's fun to do but then when you get the book, you'll give us your best email, and then we'll let you know from there when I'm doing a workshop or if I'm doing an accelerator program or any events, you'll get a notice. And Perfect. if those start to bug you and you don't want to move on with <laughs> us, just you know, uh, go to unsubscribe. But I thought I could write the book. Everybody would know the concepts and then just go do them. But I've learned... That mm-hmm. book is heavy on concepts. Now people need actual techniques, tricks, games, hacks, yeah. tips. How do I implement them into my life? Mm-hmm. And how do I do it in face of reality, trying to keep my focus on the negative? That's what the workshop's about. That's what all of my mm-hmm. other programs are. And that's what I spend most of my day doing now is just teaching people yeah. how to implement the rather simple concepts that Musa learned from the man made of light and love.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. Do you have any last final thoughts you want to share before we part?
1: I think we've covered it. I'm (laughs) so so. thankful that you had me on, Taryn. And I I love the name of your podcast. Thank you. Success in Mind, because that's where it's all at.
0: Definitely. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun today.
1: Thank you. And if you ever want to do round two and get more into techniques, love to do it.
0: Let's do it. That sounds great. All right,
1: Terry. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Make sure you download Jeff's book, The Sultan's Seven Secrets. Link is in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend who you think needs to hear this message. And of course, leave your five-star review. Come back next week where I'll be speaking with Sean Moore, who's going to share with us how he built his eight-figure business through investment real estate properties, and the mindset that got him there. Have a great week. Bye for now.